My name is Christina, and thank you for checking in to the Home for Rabbit OCs. This is a podcast where our guests and I talk about our original characters, the good, the bad, and the self-inserts. And today, our guest is Umar. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing all right. Thanks, Christina. Uh, how are you? You know what? I'm I'm not going to complain too much. It, it, <laughs> it, it is Wednesday, my dudes, when we're recording this. But you know what? That means that I am two wake-ups away from the weekend. Exactly. I'm going to take that as a victory point today. Mm-hmm. But we're not here today to talk about the days of the week. <laughs> or how really personal opinion here it'd be really great if we all shifted to a four-day work week (laughs) oh yeah Uh, we are here today to talk about your oc uh mariela posada aka contract writer papillon is this Mm -hmm. correct yes we are awesome Uh, and listeners uh, if you've listened to the past five episodes of wayward uh that'll probably sound familiar to you because uh Brendan was on Wayward, let's let's call it somewhere in there almost five episodes ago, talking about uh, Roger, his character from the same game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm very I'm I'm pleased but also mad at Brendan that he did get uh he did get episode sixty nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that that was truly uh that was truly a magnificent coincidence. Mm. <laughs> so. Umar, with um, with characters, what I like to do is I like to ask people um, where they want to start. Would you like to start with kind of how you came up with Mari, or uh, her in character like biography? Um, I think I think the, the the genesis of Mari would be a good place to start actually because um, yeah, I think Brendan mentioned mm-hmm. it in in his episode, but um, we all we all uh, we're all part of the same Discord group TF chat. Um, and uh, the DM Jack suggested that we set up a game uh, in the in the in the in the chat. Um, and mm-hmm. me having I hadn't watched any sort of Kamen Rider, I kind of knew it on yeah. my periphery, uh, but it was just kind of a oh maybe one day thing. Um, and so I started, um, you know, I think about three sessions into the game, uh, mm-hmm. I, you know, um, I started watching Kamen Rider, but before that I was like looking trying to see toku design aesthetics for her for her mm-hmm. design and all of her forms and i was just thinking like oh this better not awaken anything in me and uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> spoilers it did uh yeah i was i was crunching the numbers recently um and i started watching carbon rider uh after session three or september 3rd and right mm-hmm. now i am on my 13th season Holy cow, that is... Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'm happy for you, Umar. It, it sounds like you've been enjoying it a lot. And Oh, yeah. If the last year and a half has taught us anything, it's that enjoy the things that, that you enjoy. Don't feel bad about yeah. it. Yeah, no, for sure. It was just a matter of like, oh, this is the perfect time for me to get into this thing. And then I just got into it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jumped in feet first. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's quite funny, like designing Mari. Obviously, I had didn't hadn't seen any rider shows, but she mm-hmm. does kind of subconsciously channel what ended up being two of my favorite shows. Uh, oh, nice! Which ones? Yeah. Um. So that is Oz and Forze. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh. I think. Um. So Oz is like this kind of mediation on like human desire. It's got a lot of like commentary on capitalism, things like that, and also like mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, some 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 really some really fun like fun dynamics. 
mm-hmm. and Forze was basically like in 2011 an attempt to like uh, help Japanese kids deal with like a generational malaise because there was a lot going on re- recently. It was just like, let's give these kids as much serotonin as they need right now. <laughs> So, real real quick, something that I don't remember if I addressed in the episode with Brendan or not. Mm-hmm. Um, for people who are not familiar with Common Rider, it's pretty much, it's it's a transforming hero show. Like, mm-hmm. think along the lines of Power Rangers and Sailor Moon. Except the armor is much cooler. Yeah. And there's usually a much smaller group of transforming heroes. Mm-hmm. And also, it sounds like they get really philosophical. <laughs> yeah, because each season has like a different thematic, you know, they, they focus on something different. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, they get to explore some really interesting things while also like remaining very, you know, consistent with like what Carmen Rider needs to be. And so like, mm-hmm. you know, it's really refreshing. You never you never get something the same every season. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Oh, and also their their belts or transforming devices or whatever are very ridiculously large and toy-like and always have, like, voice activations in them. Yeah. This some, is known. Some, some great jingles. Okay, so, you, you, when you were creating Mari, what mm-hmm. was kind of, like, your influences? What, what, like, was there anything that inspired you? Um, so, I guess the first thing was, um, uh, I picked picked a bug I liked because obviously bugs is a common thing. Uh, mm-hmm. I picked butterflies because you know there's so much going on thematically with them. The whole metamorphosis angle, uh, you know, very pretty pretty colors and all sorts of different designs, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so yeah, I kind of went went from there. Um, I guess um, because contract writers is like this post-apocalyptic world, and um, there's the angle of like you know capitalism critique. I did kind of mm-hmm. lean into some some real tiger and bunny stuff. Um, specifically, um, I think the character of Blue Rose, her costume influenced uh, influenced me a lot with um, just like mm-hmm. the the flashy, you know, all the all the ribbons and stuff, and like the big sponsorship logos everywhere. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just like, you know, um, let let me make this like as gaudy and ostentatious as possible because that's kind of the whole rider thing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, because yeah, like. Um, and from there, I kind of extrap- uh, got got to her what her contract is like because um, mm-hmm. she is uh, she is um, a streamer. She uh, she streams her her monster fights and occasionally video games. And she has this like mm-hmm. online presence in a way that I think the other characters don't. Yeah, because um, like just as a refresher, uh, if people didn't come here directly after listening to uh, Roger's episode, um, in your in your game. All of the main player characters uh, have their transformation powers because they, at at one point in time, or maybe still, have a financial sponsor mm. um, of usually like a corporation, right? Uh, yeah, sometimes it's a corporation. Sometimes it's like um, I think Brendan mentioned like an Uber Eats uh, equivalent app called Kick, where it's just mm-hmm. like people re- people report monster attacks and you can go out and get them. Oh yeah. And now that's the thing in Power Rangers. <laughs> but yeah, so um, Mari's like, cor- like her contract is with a video game company or like a sports drink company. Um. So yeah. Um. She she sponsors a uh, 
she sponsors a, a product called Game Juice. Uh, you can <laughs> you can really tell I spent a lot of time thinking about that name, um, mm-hmm. which is owned by a company called Ganima Labs. But her technology comes from a place called Adonis, um, who do like just rider tech and uh, using her as like a platform. So look at this cool thing we can do. Um, ah, okay. Very much of the test subject. Yeah, yeah. She's she's very much a guinea pig in this whole thing. Okay, okay. And before I forget, since Mari is is a streamer, mm-hmm. anyone in particular that was like an influencer or reference when you were coming up with that? Because streaming is an industry that I yeah. don't think any of us suspected even <laughs> ten years ago. Mm. Um, I suppose um, I I do watch a few streamers. One of my friends is a streamer, actually. Um, oh, but nice. I think, yeah. Um, so yeah, obviously I borrowed a lot from from her streams, um, and also I think like Snapcube. I, I watch a lot of her Penny's videos, and um, mm-hmm. that was a big influence on like the persona of Happyon uh, as a streamer. Um, and yeah, I guess I also wanted like channel like pop star characters and a lot of things so it's like mm-hmm. um in transformers there's a character called rosanna who i who I have a really soft support for and i went to like have that kind of like peppy you know in your face vibe and i thought okay. a streamer would be a nice way of uh getting that across oh yeah definitely especially because i that is i feel like streaming is a perfect pairing for like tokusatsu in general especially because mm. it, it's such a showy medium yeah. in the first place <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because it's like you know you 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 um making a streamer, I could really lean into the spectacle, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's made role playing her really interesting, just because it's like the the juxtaposition between like you know the drama of it and also having to put on a show for a hypothetical audience. Yeah, is there much interaction between Mari and her audience? I feel like I remember Brendan mentioning something about like. Stream chat having the power to change, like, what mode Mari is in. Or, yeah. or Papillon is in. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there is, um, obviously, there is a chat going on, and she has, uh, you know, a moderator on offsite to keep things not, keep things civil. <laughs> um, a very overworked moderator. Um, yeah. But, but, yeah, her, her primary gimmick is uh, something we came up with called uh, Twitch Plays Kamen Rider, where it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where um she has she has uh, seven alternate forms so you know Roy G Biv nice um, nice each have, yeah each having a different power set um and the chat can vote on whichever one they want her to transform into um and so like you know she, when she needs to transform she can just slam it down uh one of another one of my big influences is Ben Ten which you'll uh you'll see throughout nice. this whole thing uh, nice um, uh, so yeah she slams it down she she has an idea of what she wants but it depends on what she'll get I think most times she just got the uh, the Atlas Atlas Moth form, which is which has big fist fist gauntlets, because that's the nice. most like fun. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, she she is very much at the mercy of her chat when she's streaming. Yeah has <laughs> ha- has there have there been any occasions where uh, Papillon goes against the wishes of the chat and like if if they're saying like. What we really want is for you to go Atlas Moth when you're fighting an enemy who can turn invisible and can shrink to very small. <laughs> uh, I don't think anything like that has happened um, in our games, but definitely like you know, out you know, outside of our playtime, something like that has definitely happened. 
Um, and because <laughs> people can't be normal online, even in yeah, the future. No. No. Um, but but yeah, something fun did actually happen during our first session where um, the chat gave her a form that wasn't suitable for the enemy, which I believe we called uh, Fungus Humongous. Because oh was my Atlas. gosh. Yeah, Atlas Moth wasn't doing well against these mushrooms. So um, mm-hmm. another one of our player characters, Java, they like donated to the chat to get um, to get her to change it to a different form, which was um, Cinnabar Moth, which had fire powers, and so obviously a lot better against <laughs> the uh, mushrooms. Nice, nice. Uh, yeah, I think. That's... Yeah, sorry. No, go for it. Um, yeah, it's like you know, I think her whole whole form thing is like. Uh, me trying to have some mediations on like agency and mm-hmm. things like that in online spaces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I I have to say, Umar, you have picked a very topically relevant, uh, philosophical question to base Mario around. <laughs> yeah. Which, like, mad respect. <laughs> Yeah, I thought I'm gonna grab grab this thing by the thematic horns and see where it takes me. <laughs> is it something then that you have is have you really enjoyed having that kind of like that 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 central conflict between like I am a I am a superhero who is who is trying to you know fight evil and to do good and stuff, but also I am at the whims of an mm. internet chat room. And yeah. also my bosses who own my powers. Yeah, yeah, it's been really fun navigating that because like um obviously sponsors want to look good and so they like they've tried to send her to like you know uh you know better looking, you know, more more bougie places to fight monsters mm-hmm. at. Um mm-hmm. and she's very much like um you know, the thing that keeps her going in this thing is like, oh, I need to save people, I need to help people. But that doesn't mm-hmm. always, you know, that sometimes goes against the interests of uh the companies and also, you know, she has to put on a, a nice show for the chat who, yeah. you know, d- disconnected from her situation can be, can be internet. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, kind of navigating that, like, moral quandary has been really fun. Mm-hmm. What made Mari want to be a superhero, to be a contract writer? Hmm. Uh, so I don't know if I've, I've gone too much into a backstory in game stuff, but my idea for her is like she got straight off of uh, off a of university and she wanted to take on the world, uh, mm-hmm. and then I think she ended up in a few like real some real demeaning you know, uh, sort of busting tables and some really some really sort of mm-hmm. you know mentally taxing jobs. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, working retail that kind of thing, uh, and she was just really tired of it. And so when Adonis like offered her this role, she was like, you know what, I'll take it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think a lot of it was like wanting to wanting to feel like she she'd accomplished something with her life. Yeah. I feel like that that existential dread of like oh my god I've 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 worked this far and no will it all be for nothing is kind of what motivated her to like uh, be be this online presence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That that is extremely relatable. <laughs> And I'm willing to guess probably extremely extremely relatable uh, for a lot of people in mm-hmm. in at least my same age bracket. I'm assuming, which is probably also yours as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh. So, um, is 
there anything that you want to kind of like touch on about Mari's backstory before we maybe like get into more about like what's been going on more recently for her? Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, I guess. Um, hmm. In in terms of her backstory, I think that's pretty much what I've got for now. It's uh, you know, come come uni phase trying to trying to find a purpose for herself so she kind of fit into this like uh this marketing role basically. Um, mm-hmm. and um. I think one thing that's also important is that she has this very strict divide between Mari and Papillon yeah. uh, in a way that I think, you know, other other player characters are more like, you know, like Roger, for instance, he is very much, you know, everyone knows he is Lux, but nobody knows mm-hmm. who Papillon is. Uh, yeah. I think that's partially because, you know, safety online and she, you know, oh, she's... Yes, absolutely. Yeah. She is more. She is more of a public-facing role and interacts more directly with the public. So she's she set up these like this big, thick mental divide between her civilian life and her hero life. Um, okay. Okay. Which yeah, that's that's also had some interesting some interesting interactions. Yeah, because like just just off the top of my head, to me that sounds like something that would something that would be very interesting and possibly like harming psychologically it, it sounds like almost a a separate personality instead mm. of just like it, it is it is it more of like a psychological thing as opposed to having the specific mindset of the role that you are playing like mm. like think i i guess the comparison that i'm trying to think of is like someone with like you know the with someone with a psychological condition versus Daniel Radcliffe from Harry Potter, who's been playing Harry Potter for twenty years of his life, mm. and at that point, it's just like a like a glove that you can put on. Yeah, I suppose the the way I've way I've conceptualized it is kind of like um, retail voice taken to like an extreme because you have to deal <laughs> with like yeah, because also like you're in mortal peril a lot of the time. So uh, you know, you you set up those safeguards for yourself, and it might not you know. Uh, may not necessarily be the most healthy thing but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but yeah it's just like you know the kind of thing that capitalism does to your brain it... <sighs> cheers <laughs> man i'll drink to that mm. <laughs> is since, since you mentioned that uh that mari and papillon are so separate i'm curious mm. how that affects her interactions with the team mm. Um, yeah, um, I think, I think, um, we've had some interesting stuff, because I think, um, the only character she had a pre-existing relationship with prior, you know, at the start of the game was Roger, Mm -hmm. um, and I I think the way I I kind of envisioned their relationship was very, like, he's a, he was a very company man, very proud of, you know, his brand, and that Mm -hmm. was, like, the way that he engaged with Mari, so she would, for instance, get a lot of, like, DMs from him complaining that somebody said something mean about Saladour. Um, and yeah, sort of later down the line, there's been a lot of like, um, you know, she's she's trying to put on a put on a persona for herself, uh, and mm-hmm. sometimes it doesn't always land with characters who haven't had the same life experiences or like, you know, societal expectations. Yeah. Um, like yeah, I remember there was one time where um, uh, she and Dolman, uh, who's like mm-hmm. a you know who was a mind representative, and actually ends up like now one of her one of her closest friends. Uh, but Aww. there was a time where. Yeah, she was streaming, and she had she um, there was like boxes of game juice in the back, and she had to like advertise them in the middle of the stream. And Dolman just kind of like looked into the camera like he was on the office. 
<laughs> Wait, was that like in the middle of a fight or just like Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes, everyone, witness witness these crates of game juice before they yeah. get destroyed by the monster in the next yeah. five seconds. <laughs> I think the line I was just like, like, you know, those are really sturdy boxes. They're not being damaged in this fight. Uh, are they friends outside of the suits like like mari and the others um they didn't start out like that i don't think uh yeah you know uh it's we had a really interesting early dynamic where like a lot of the party was like at each other's throats for a long time uh but i think um but i think for the most part mari was at least like on all right terms with most of them uh, okay, because yeah, I think when I was when I was playing her, I kind of realized that like um, you know a lot of characters were very strong personalities and like very antagonistic with each other, and I mm-hmm. thought, oh, let me like provide a you know a counterbalance to that a little bit, um, and that's that's kind of hard because like you know if you're an agreeable character, where do you get the drama from? Um, and so I kind of uh, played mm-hmm. up sort of the you know the commodification of life under capitalism angles and the uh, you know. Yeah. The, you know, Mari's different mental health problems and how they intersect with the other members of the party. Um, and it really made some interesting, some compelling uh, interactions. Yeah. I, I I would love to hear examples of this because right now my brain is trying to like spool some up and I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm um, like, where do I go? <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think because like we've been at this for a while now. Um, I think for um, uh, Wyvern uh, is a character she has some really good stuff with, who is like this, uh, you know, she's a she's the person kind of person who uses kick, and she's you know no PR at all. She's like she's a cryptid basically, and she's known for like <laughs> she's known for like unimaginable violence and <laughs> being being yeah. In, yeah being like you know, uh, Mari has to put up a like hang in there baby when she's uh, when she's doing when she's eviscerating monsters and stuff and oh my um, gosh. And yeah, they've they've had some sit downs where it's just like you know, uh, where they realize they've had more in common than they realize because you know, Hannah um, Wyvern feels like she she does this because she's got no choice, uh, and Bari was for the longest time living under the illusion that she had a choice, but she realized that like she's got pretty much no agency in this whole situation. She's at the whims of like companies and also the chat. Oh no. Mm. And so yeah, they kind of you know they kind of became became closer friends through through that like recognition. And feel that like you know, hey, we could help each other out in this kind of thing. Good. I, I, I'm, I'm really hoping for for Mari and Hannah's sakes that y'all get to have like a, a, a really cool like breaking the powers free kind of a scene. Like you, you storm Game Juice and Adonis's headquarters, <laughs> and you mm. claim the you you claim the power source and and. Wyvern gets to blow things up on the way out, and then, <laughs> and, and then Roger comes in at the end with like a banner that says "Death to Capitalism." Oh <laughs> uh, well, yeah, we've we've had some we've had some stuff like that. I guess would would now be a good time to go through. Marie's uh, yeah. absolutely. Arc. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess um, where it starts is I think Brendan also mentioned this is when one time uh, I think Marie was like uh, hanging out with Java because they had started that this whole wider thing. And she was trying to show them the ropes and give them some like early advice about internet weirdos, uh, and then this like, 
Um, and then this big old this big old caterpillar geister, which is what you call the monsters, uh, starts wrecking yeah. the place and starts like um, starts calling her by name and blaming her for ruining its life. And I think uh, at the time she was just like, oh god, just, uh, just another day, at the, just near the job. Uh, but it started getting like you know it getting getting personal, and she you know she she beat it and it ran away, and she mm-hmm. she had to look this guy up, and it turns out like he was um, a, a streamer who I think had worked with Slater or something, and was not not didn't get the numbers, and because he was a caterpillar and Mari's a butterfly, uh, he blamed her for that. Um, and so oh she, no! Yeah, yeah. Um, and so she's she's like sitting there in her apartment, like roasting this dude's you know terrible online presence. You know, to 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 her roommate Taro, who's a moderator, and and their mm-hmm. cat Bug, uh, when <gasps> Bug, yes, I love that. Yeah, he's he's a little guy. Uh, I wrote a, a a pro story about him, and actually, which I'll I'll, I'll send to you after this. But I would love to see that. I love Bug. <laughs> mm. He's a, he's a loving father. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah. So um, and then she's watching his stream and. He could see her house, and like he breaks into her apartment and like knocks her out the window. Oh, no. Um, like she tries to put up a fight, um, but this guy's like, you know, he's mutated even further, and he's like fully lost himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she she realizes that she's like physically outmatched, uh, so she uh, starts going on the mental offensive. She starts like dragging him <laughs> and threatening to rat him out to his mom. <laughs> oh my gosh, are you serious? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, doing know, doing the equivalent of like on like some like someone sends you uh lewd messages on a dating profile and then you find their parents and send them to them <laughs> on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, she's like I like threatening that and that like distracted him long long enough for Roger to come come to the rescue uh, and not do a murder, which is uh, <laughs> not what his mum wanted. But uh, yeah, he wasn't gonna he wasn't gonna do that right in front of Mari. Um. So yeah, you know, that left her pretty shaken for a while. She was like, she had to do streams from home to raise money to like fix her apartment. Uh, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and while that was happening, she gets this email from a guy who's like a real burning email address. I think it was like viewerman.biz. Who was like, oh, oh you no. know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who was like, you know, oh, you've been through something. Do you want to know the truth? And she was like, you know what? Everything is already so weird at this point. This may as well happen. So... <laughs> Uh, so yeah, she she um, she finds pictures of uh, this caterpillar guy Jerry uh, being like mm-hmm. poked and prodded at, prodded at by scientists, and Roger's mum is in the background, uh, and she's like, "Oh dang, something's going on here." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Roger's mum is like I, I established in character that they, she had brunch with her once, and it was like the most evil brunch ever. <laughs> Just like lots, lots of thinly veiled threats over yeah. mimosas and croissants. Yeah. It's like, how are you this threatening? We're eating croissants. <laughs> um, so yeah, she decides to like dig a dig a little deeper, and she goes to this like facility where they like they make um, leather goods out of cactus material. Um, and she Interesting. like finds, yeah, because it's like post-apocalyptic scarcity stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And so she like she finds a secret passageway that's crawling with cactus monsters. And she she takes him out. <laughs> I'm just picturing Cactuars from Final Fantasy. Yeah, I think like Cactuars or like Cacturn from Pokemon was the, the visual inspiration there. Uh, oh, nice! But yeah, she cleaves through them and she finds this like hastily abandoned computer panel. But she also finds a hastily abandoned dead person. 
Oh no. Which she tries very hard not to think about. Uh, but it turns out that she has not got time to process it because she has to sponsor Game Juice immediately afterwards. So it's like she gets home and then she gets oh, an email like, no. You're you have to go to this like event. Um, and she goes there and Dolman, Dolman is there and he's like also under extreme duress having to promote some kind of special flavor of Game Juice or something or like a new can. Uh, and oh, he's no. like, yeah. And he's going through all the pleasantries with, with Marin. It's like very business professional. Uh, but then it's like um, she starts, you know, the events of the previous night weigh on her a bit. And mm-hmm. Dom is just like, shall I ferry you away? You know, are you okay? Do you need a minute? Uh, and he takes it like, Aww. yeah, he takes it to like a pub called McGillicuddy's, which is owned by a friend of his. Um, mm-hmm. And there's like a panic room there. Uh, and she's like, you know, <laughs> and she explains to him like what happened. And he was like, oh, I'll tell you off later on. Uh, mm-hmm. you know she. Uh, but for now you're okay, and she kind of mentions that like you know she's seen this is the first time she's seen a dead body because normally it's just monsters and they turn to foam afterwards and she doesn't have to think about yeah. that. And so he yeah. gives her like yeah you know he gives her this advice he's like you know my name's Dolman Dolman means tomb you have to like death is a part of this whole experience and um just like <laughs> instead of like sweating all the abstract things that are going on your head try and focus on like one fight at a time getting through to the next fight. And uh, mm-hmm. that gets through to her, like you know, that's the first time anyone's offered her like sincere advice about this thing. And I think she, he is the first person that she like takes off her mask and reveals herself to. It ends up being, oh, yeah, friendship unmasking sequence. Mm. Uh, and yeah, after that, that was the uh, the train fight I mentioned earlier, where they team up and they take down this guy who is also a cactus man called Cactaichi. Nice. <laughs> and then yeah, I think from there um it's the uh the fight where Lux Miserable gets unveiled. Uh yeah. I think Mari Mari shows up uh she was out of the loop about this whole thing. Uh and so she like she saw it on TV and she was like, Roger, what have you done this time? <laughs> uh uh and so she tries to like um go in there and rescue him actually. Uh she she sees him being besieged by these you know, by Dolman, by Java, by Wyvern, people she knows, but uh, yeah. So it's like you know these are all my friends. What's going on here? So she tries to like pick Roger up and run away with him. Uh, <laughs> uh, but just before she before she does that, like he realizes his mom's been manipulating him this whole time and unveils this amazing new form. Uh, yeah. And 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 from there the the gang kind of unintentionally crosses the Rubicon where it's just like this whole <laughs> thing is very heavily publicized because of course Marianne's got cameras everywhere. Uh, yeah. And you know, you know, Mari, everyone else is like labeled as these terrorists who tried to attack this public figure. Um, oh no! Yeah, and from there, like Adonis gets antsy and they lock her out of the belt. Um, oh no! So she can't transform. You know, she's she's lost approval. Uh, so I think at some point, um, Java, who is like a, a technical whiz and like built their own rider kit out of like coffee parts and stuff, offers to like. Oh, I love that. Yeah, we we all love Java. <laughs> um, they offer to like jailbreak her belt, uh, and so, so like you know, it, it's really complicated because, like I said, she's like a guinea pig, and this is like some concept car level of like, you know, fancy stuff going on. Because seven forms is really unusual, um, but they manage mm-hmm. to like um, jailbreak to to an extent. Um, and again, this is where my Ben Ten shows through because she she stamps she stamps <laughs> it down, and she tries to go for her base form, but she goes for something called fracture spectrum. Which is like all the different all the different forms melded together into one big Frankenstein thing. 
Oh, I think I saw a picture of this. I think I think Brendan shared it with me. Mm. Yeah, it's definitely like very very Kevin Eleven vibes, uh, <laughs> and and like the the beat was supposed to be like uh, you know a, a horror beat. Oh my god, what's happened to her? But she's actually like jazzed. She's really happy about this because like oh, I can transform. That means I still have like utility for everyone. I'm still. I can still help. <laughs> yeah, she was like um, the first transformation. She like passes out, but as she passes out, she gives a big thumbs up with her one freakishly massive hand. Uh, and and yeah, from from factor spectrum, she she tries to like do some some, I guess, uh, freelance monster fighting for a while, uh, but it turns out that um, something else is going to happen to change that because, like I said, uh-huh. um, Mari is primarily a monster fighter and she occasionally does streaming, um, but there's another side of that um, where there's there's another writer I uh, came up with who who is very much focused on video games and is just like you know the writer stuff makes him better at video games. And his name, uh, <laughs> I'm going to lead you up to it. His name is Tyler, Tyler, Tyler. Oh, I think I remember hearing about the legend of Tyler, Tyler, Tyler. <laughs> yeah, he's he is a contract writer goo. Uh, he's a character. <laughs> I was, we were not expecting to find Pathos, but <laughs> ended up being very uh, important to the story. Yeah. So yeah, you know, uh, she's in the middle of a fight and... and Tyler shows up and he helps her out because it turns out that now with with Papillon out of the picture, he is now the main rider of Adonis and Ganma Labs and he's the representative and he has to do a lot more uh, fighting. Uh, yeah. And at some, yeah. And at some point, like, um, you know, he, he and Mari team up again to, to fight this like big dragonfly geister uh, and he gets he gets very badly damaged, even though he's been given this new special upgrade. And he's like, oh, you know, I wanted to be I wanted to be like you. I wanted to be the best. Uh and that like anguish and that like feelings of inadequacy turns him into a really turns him into a geister because his like uh, oh no yeah his his upgrade was like um booby trapped or like you know it was it was set to turn him into a monster uh and so mari has to like team up with the oh, gang no. to to take down this kid this teenager who just wanted to be like her and Oh no! Is I I don't remember. I don't remember from the last time that I talked to Brendan about this. Is there a way to save people from being geisters? Yeah. So when 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 a person turns into a geister, you just like you fight them. You you know you 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 destroy the monster, and the person is okay. Or you know quote marks okay uh, after the fight, which Mari did like I think deliver the final blow. Uh, mm-hmm. It was like you know a hospital, hospital you know a fight to save his life in a coffee yeah. shop where it was just like really like slapdash. We had to get like a doctor on site. It was like really intense. Um, uh-huh. And to prevent herself from flipping out this whole time, she kept the Papillon persona on uh, throughout the whole thing, just like trying to make sure she didn't like make any of everyone else even more stressed out than everyone already was. Um, yeah. And they, he was alright. I think he's you know. Not great, but alive. Um, and I think after that whole thing, she just went into the bathroom and screamed for a bit. Um, yeah, relatable. <laughs> um, so much, and and that took such a mental toll on her that the next time that like, uh, she she had to go on a mission, she actually couldn't transform into Papillon. There was like a mental block. She was just like, you know, oh, no. like Papillon has to take a nap now. So I'm here. I'm a person made of flesh and bones and stuff. Um, 
And um, Hannah Wyvern is a bat, so she has really good hearing, and she heard Murray's like screaming. And she was like, "Are you like all right?" <laughs> and she had to like you know very briefly discuss like, "No." Um, but then um, they they're on the mission to uh, to go like figure out what was going on with her her former like supervisor, uh, whose name is Herman Scrug. And <laughs> Herman Scrug. Yeah, he's just like. He's like every terrible corporate person you've seen rolled into one. Uh, and nice. It is assumed that, you know, um, he is the one who, who set up the thing in Tyler's belt. And he's also like trying to drum up anti-rider sentiment to save his own skin. Uh, hmm. Yeah. And so eventually, like, they break into this, this warehouse he's hiding in. Uh, and they have to take out some, take out some, some riders, which, you know, uh, Mari gets some action even as a person. She gets to like be a distraction and uh, yeah. use her use her very toyetic weapon I came up with, which is a a selfie stick that doubles as a as a staff and a gun called the Shutterfly. Which, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag not spawn. Yeah, um, but yeah, so they get to Scrug and eventually like um, she uses a bunch of corporate speak to try and to like basically say like, okay, we've got you now. I'm going to convince my very angry friend in the back who has a guillo- who's holding a guillotine not to cut your head off. If you give me access to my belt, <laughs> you tell me what's going on, and you give poor little Tyler 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 a decent retirement fund. Ah. Oh. Yeah. Um, and and also she she mentions that she she wants the uh the planned Q3 upgrade that uh they were gonna do before they cut her off. So she gets the blueprints for that too. Um. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Um, and after that, um, I think, um, yeah, everyone's, everyone, things are a bit more chill. Um, Hannah and uh, Mari take some downtime. They go to a local, um, they go to an amusement park and have some takoyaki and talk about, <laughs> and talk about agency and branding and stuff. And they both make a decision to like, um, you know, not, don't let anyone else, you know, let's not let anyone else decide who we are. Let's decide who we are from now on. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of a very, a very tender moment. Um, yeah, so something sometimes nice things can happen. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 given everything that I've heard about how contract writers has gone. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Good good moments are deserved and welcomed. Yeah. Even even this was like we went in and um Hannah saw billboards advertising her like her her close friend who betrayed her and we seeing these like you know these models you know these mascots of this this the common rider who's this big villain we know about it's like oh maybe this was a bad idea but ended up working all right in the end good i'm i'm very glad to hear that uh and yeah after that we had to we had to storm the uh Slaydor building and marion yeah. was there like hamming up being a being a kooky kooky, kooky rider villain and like taunting mm-hmm. murray about like oh you hide behind this mask and you don't make yourself accountable to people etc etc um and then i think yeah from, from there i think murray's Sort of, she was like, "I've had enough of this woman." Just like <laughs> jumping about and making fun of me. So she was just like, "Listen, I don't like myself very much at the moment, but I don't need to like myself to beat you up." You know, I've got, <laughs> I've got friends here who've helped me through this, uh, and I'm gonna fight for them, and eventually mm-hmm. I'll be able to like myself enough and whatever. And so she activates this this Q3 upgrade that she's had sitting on for a while, and she becomes full yeah. spectrum. Which is like uh, all of her powers combined into one, very, nice. very, very glitzy and very sort of rainbow coloured. 
Um, nice. Yeah. Uh, actually, w- w- during the game, I had these like toku glamour shots of different ca- camera angles of full spectrum, and I posted them one at a time in the in the chat, and that was really fun. <laughs> That's that. Is, that is very good, mm. it, especially because like then you get the impact that you would in like a power up reveal and like mm. a TV show. Yeah. And then from from there, let me think. A lot has happened. There's there's, there's <laughs> been a lot of crazy stuff going on. Uh I I would here here's the thing is like if I had the money or if I had a direct phone line to somebody with the time and the money and the resources to get something made, I would love to see like like a live action adaptation of contract writers. <laughs> yeah, I mean we, we kinda like we kinda have subconsciously designed it where it could work as a show. Whereas it's like, you know, we think about things like CG budget and costumes and you know, <laughs> oh this character isn't gonna be as important, so their design is just gonna be recolored for another one. Or, nice, you know, like nice. Uh, and and so yeah, I think I think contract writers could work as a very weird comic writer show. <laughs> uh, yeah, from from there things things have escalated. There's there's been a whole <laughs> bunch of different monsters. <laughs> um, the the revelation actually came out recently that um, Elysium, this 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 dome city we live in, is like a place where sort of ideas that are strong enough can manifest into reality. That's where all the monsters come from. They're called hmm. geisters. And so they're born from the zeitgeist. You know, people feel strongly uh, scared oh enough in God. one way. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, a monster can manifest in that way. Uh, and, um, yeah, recently we were trying to sort of change the zeitgeist and try and get more people <laughs> on our side. Um uh, and part part of that has been uh, Murray had to go to a, essentially a Smash Brothers tournament uh, to to get some more intel and try and figure out what was going on. Uh, and from there, she had to interact <laughs> to go win back her gamer cred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we were trying to get some intelligence from like a a, a general or something. Her name is Onka, mm-hmm. and you can tell she's a kind of person who has like grown up, you know. Drill, had had like these this bad guy philosophy drilled into her because every time Mari tried to talk to her it was just like the most ins- you know the most wild <laughs> things coming out of her mouth <laughs> yeah yeah I get that uh, and and yeah it was just like you know uh, eventually there was another a fight broke out because you know bad guys of course uh, and mm-hmm, a couple mm-hmm. of them like uh, a couple of couple of golgum goons died uh, and Mari was c- kind of sad about it again. And Onka comes up to her and she's like, were they like, were they jerks to you? Did, did they owe you money? <laughs> and that kind of, that throws off Mari so much she stops being sad. She's <laughs> uh, like, yeah. Uh, and so she's, she's, you know, she's renewed her, like, uh, her dedication to making sure that, you know, this doesn't happen again and that, you know, mm-hmm. humanity gets a second chance even though they fumbled so badly so far. Uh, she's had yeah. this support network to, to to stay behind her and help her, which is why she has sort of wider faith in humanity as a whole. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm glad to hear that. Mm. Believing in believing in humanity is always good. Yeah, uh, I've tried tried to keep that like you know that idealism, even though everything has been very very rough for everybody. Just because oh you know, gosh yeah yeah. Um, 
because uh, cause, yeah, like one of her one of her like uh, people she's close to another another streamer Tanuki, who is kind of mm-hmm. like this. Um, I imagine like a Smokey the Bear kind. If Smokey the Bear was on <laughs> Twitch, just like you know, don't let her take care of your environment and stuff. And he is very. Remember, like... friends, only you can prevent cyberbullying. <laughs> yeah, it's like um, because yeah, she was talking. She was talking to him about like Golgum and stuff, and he was mentioning how like you know, uh, this. You know, the Elysium isn't sustainable, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, if if it comes down between the planet and humanity, he would let humanity go at any any time. So this is kind of interesting. Oh my! Yeah, <laughs> that's the things he doesn't say on stream. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so she's been she's been trying to prove him wrong and trying to sort of be like, oh, you know, uh, there is a way out of this that does include humanity. Because mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's one of. Uh, one of uh, the things that tethers Mario to the story, where it's just like you know, Roger has his mom and the the prophecies he's involved <laughs> with. And... Roger had his mom. Roger had his mom. Yeah. Um. Uh. You know, Dolman has his his sort of mining community he works with, and you know, Java mm-hmm. has riders as a whole. But I think Mari is more connected to the human side of things, where it's just like she's she's nice. seen. She's seen a lot of humanity at its worst, and also a lot of humanity at its best. And yeah. uh, you know, people—the you know, connections she's had outside outside of transforming to a flashy comrade—that have helped her become a, a stronger and better person. And so she's willing to like, she's putting her hope in that to yeah. forge a better future. That's good. <laughs> That's very good, Umar. <laughs> I'm glad. Glad you like it. Uh. I'm try- trying to. Yeah, we, we, so, we've been at this for so long. It's like it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so during during that whole um dur- during that whole like uh discussion of like what Mari's been up to, mm-hmm. um, Mari gives me Brian David Gilbert vibes. <laughs> you know, I had thought about it like that, but it makes a lot of sense. The, I I I from from what you've told me today. Mm. I feel like they have similar kind of like I re- I have to reluctantly work with the man. <laughs> yeah. And and my job is increasingly unhinged. Yeah. <laughs> and really I'm just tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that is that is the vibe she had. It's just like, you know, this this capitalist machinery that I've had to operate under has has just like worn me out so badly I just don't care anymore. Um mm-hmm. But again, I try to avoid falling into like cynicism, where it's just like you know, because uh, because it, it would be so easy for like a, for a character for a character like that to be very like to be very down about it all. But I mm-hmm. think I've I've tried to mm-hmm. emphasize like um, you know the importance of support networks, which is something that is like a lot of common writer stuff is like you don't have to shoulder the burdens you shoulder alone. Uh, people yeah. are there for you, uh, and that is something I've tried to like you know contrast against, for instance, the commodification of human life under capitalism. It's just like you're expected to fulfill a certain role and your value as a person is measured by how well you perform that role. Mm-hmm. And a lot of Mari's arc is trying to been like trying to figure out like, hey, you kind of have inherent value as a person beyond what you can give to society. <laughs> Cra- crazy thought, I know, but <laughs> common writer Marxism. <laughs> that's that's the subtitle of contract writers. <laughs> mm. I love that though. That's all very good, and <laughs> it's I I love that 
I love that that's a story that you've gone with with Mari Umar, especially given grand gestures here. The world we live in today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I think she was definitely like um, an avenue for me to explore, you know, the feelings I have about these things. Being mm-hmm. a content creator who has to work under capitalism and has to deal with like, you know, yeah, maintaining a brand online. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, these are these mm-hmm. are things that affect everyone. I thought, you know, let me use like Carmen Rider as a means to explore this kind of thing, and it ended up, you know, being really being really rewarding, being really engaging. Nice. And, and help me sort of figure out my own muscle memories for working through these things. <laughs> I'm very, very glad to hear that. <laughs> Since we have been recording for a while, um, mm-hmm. I want to ask you, Umar, uh, the question that I always ask people, especially ones who've had tabletop OCs. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the coolest, craziest, most fun thing that you've done uh, while playing as Mari? Oh gosh! I mean, it's a common Rider game, so there's no shortage of very cool things. Um, if you I if think... you need to like take a second, think about it. Go for it. <laughs> Editing yeah, will yeah. take care of it. Okay, cool. Um, I think the one the one that stands out to me is actually the time that she wasn't transformed, um, where she was like, you know, um, she was in this warehouse, and there were people who were transformed who were like chasing her and taunting her, and you know, she uh-huh. she like. She uses she uses her like her wits and you know her her shutterfly. She makes distractions and she tries to like you know she creates a diversion for them long enough to uh, for for the riders to come in and, and help out. But it's like she you know mm-hmm. I think I think it's interesting where like in a rider game it's it's you know divorcing yourself from the cool powers you have that really kind of show that really tests mm-hmm. your characters in an interesting way and brings out sides to them that even I never thought you know uh, I never thought would come out. Um, so I think that was a very cool moment. Um, and and yeah, I think full full spectrum's debut is something that I'll cherish for ages because it's just like, uh, you know, <laughs> the speech the speech I came up with, uh, I improved a lot of it, but it came out alright. Uh, and like yeah. everyone's hooting and hollering as I did this like flashy transformation sequence I'd worked out in my head, uh, was really fantastic. <laughs> Everyone else is in the background going like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think I think those are two of the coolest moments. Uh, there've been a lot of really funny moments too, uh, with especially mm-hmm. with Mari. Mari and Dolman uh, are like t- two very close friends who who share Aww. one brain cell between each other, and sometimes oh, I have good. sometimes I have to lie about things, and it doesn't doesn't always go well. <laughs> uh, like yeah, one time that sticks out to me was like uh, there was another writer who was like coming up with plans, uh, and um, Mari for some reason felt like she had to. Pre- hide who you know hide her rider identity so she was just like yeah. i need to go to the bathroom and dolman was like oh sure let me just call up papillon's agent and then called her from the bathroom <laughs> <laughs> and she was like hello yes this is me a different person <laughs> uh and another time like yeah during the bar fight she tried to like make a distraction uh so she like signaling to dolman like you you know you cover your eyes and I'm going to like make a really bright light to dazzle everyone and he was like I've suddenly lost all of my bravado and I'm going to go curl up on the floor now and <laughs> it worked <laughs> oh uh, I love that yeah uh, they, ha- they have a really fun dynamic especially since um, Dolman is the best character in the game so everyone off and on table just bullies him relentlessly 
And I think it's <laughs> it's really fun to have like a friend, the one person that won't bite him, but still manage to get some comedy from that. Just like, mm-hmm. uh. that's very good. Mm. Because, yeah, like, um, I always worry, because a lot of times when I, when I choose tables characters, I always go for, like, very friendly, agreeable characters. Uh, mm-hmm. And I always wonder, oh, am I being, like, too much of a pushover? Am I being too nice here? Am I, you know, am I being interesting? And so I think, you know, I've, I'm have i really proud of the complexity and the sort of depth of Mari's arc so far, even though mm-hmm. she is, like, a very nice person and a very nice character. Yeah, I think you should be proud of yourself, Umar. That is... That is a very fine line to toe. Mm. And I, I like to think I've towed it so far. <laughs> I'm, I'm very glad to hear that. <laughs> it sounds then, uh, unless there's anything else that you wanted to uh, talk about real quick about Mari. Uh, no, nothing comes to mind. I think, I've, I think I've covered everything. Okay, cool. Then your last question for today, Umar, is mm-hmm. why do you love Mari so much? Ah, uh, I I love Mari so much because um because she's uh she's she's become a vehicle for me to explore some very interesting dynamics of modern life and uh help me work through things out on my own, uh help me help mm-hmm. me figure out some some healthy muscle memories and coping mechanisms and just genuinely a lot of fun in a very right away and sort of the creation <laughs> of her helped me discover this thing that as is evident from everything I've done since about September, I have really, really, really enjoyed. <laughs> Good. Uh, you, uh, yeah. you get a cool character and a healthy new interest all in one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, she she was this gateway into Kamarada, and, you know, for that I'll forever cherish her. Mm-hmm. Good. You should cherish her. <laughs> cherish your OCs, everybody. Yeah. Hold them up like Simba. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Umar, for coming on to talk about Mari today. I really appreciated hearing about her. Thank you for having me. It's been a it's been a one it's been a joy. You're welcome. I'm, like I said, I'm I'm glad to have you, and you are welcome to come back whenever you want to talk about an OC or like. Af- uh, if, if 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 contract writers ever ever reaches a conclusion at some point, yeah. which like I mean, we're if- we're near the end game. We actually, oh really? Uh, yeah. Let me let me let me crunch the numbers a bit. We're at like um, session thirty four, thirty five, uh, and it's planned to go on until like forty ish. Uh, so oh wow, we're getting near the end of things. Um, holy cow! Currently, currently, our big bad is uh, a f- character's former supervisor who has absorbed a tulpa with the power of ultra Catholicism. <laughs> so you can see how things have escalated. They have. <laughs> um, so yeah, we we'll, we're we're coming to an end soon, and it'll, it'll be sad to see it go. But by God, what a story we've crafted! I know, right? I, I feel like at, at this point I could probably, I was like, what if I just had everyone from Contract Writers <laughs> on from like a retrospective? Oh, that'd be brilliant. Or you could get everyone else on a different show and it'd be like Rashomon, where everyone has this like wildly different <laughs> interpretations of the story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be fun. Uh. Um, but yeah, so this is the part of the episode where you get to uh, promote yourself. So where would you like to be found on the internet, Umar? 
Do you have anything that you want to promote or give a shout out to? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so I guess in terms of where you can find me, I'm speed underscore freak one on Twitter. Uh, but something I'd like to promote is uh, a, another podcast I'm on, uh, the Knackered Robots podcast, which is uh, me and three of my favorite people in the world. Uh, so, you know, uh, meeting semi-regularly to talk about uh, Transformers, which is uh, my my main squeeze. Uh, nice, nice. We, yeah, we talk about things we got. Um, we kind of go through some sometimes talking about media. Uh, we get real, we get real rowdy. We have a lot of fun, uh, and yeah, it's, it's it's something I'm very proud of. Okay, um, I think then uh, it's time for me to go ahead and do my outro. Mm-hmm. Okay. The Hump for My Widow Seas is a part of the Corner Podcast Network. It can be found through Acast and your local podcasting platform of choice. Our theme song is Violet by Poddington Bear, courtesy of the Free Music Archives. We can be reached at waywardocpod at gmail.com or through at waywardocpod on Twitter. If you'd like to talk about Wayward or the other Corner Podcast Network shows, we have a Discord server. Uh, there should be the perma-invite link floating around somewhere on the Wayward uh, Twitter account and the Corner Podcast Network Twitter account, but if they're not there for some reason... Just message one of one of us on the show uh, Twitter accounts and we can get you the invite link. Um, and I am always looking for uh, guests to talk about their original characters. So if you are interested in being on the show or if you know somebody who might be interested as well, uh, please feel free to drop me a line uh, either by email or through the Wayward OC Pod Twitter account. Or as an alternative, uh, there is a Google form in the pinned tweet on the wayward twitter account and that will take you to a form that you can like fill out talking about like what your oc is like and when you're available to record um as a side note i am uh going through the people who have submitted ocs and i'm probably going to be uh passing the sign up the the google form around sometime within the next couple of weeks or so so if you're someone who has sent in an oc and I haven't talked to you yet about being on the show or at least scheduling a time, please, please, please feel free to reach out. Again, Some my, my, my podcasting brain is not the same as my work brain, and they can't both go at the same time. <laughs> so I would appreciate the reminder, especially if you're still interested in being on the show. And of course, this is a podcast, and it is always super helpful if you can subscribe and rate us on your listening platform of choice and recommend us to a friend or two, because that helps us to uh, find a wider audience and to brighten more people's days. So, thank you all for listening. This has been Thumb for Wave OCs, and we hope you enjoyed your stay. yeah um i'm a i love character design and a lot of the time you know when when people in the party aren't artists by trade i just like oh let me let me do this for you and (laughs) umar i am shaking your hand through the internet (laughs) start your sublight engines it's time to lightsaber duel for your life there's a lot of star wars podcasts but mel claudia Ollie, Jess, and Noah know there aren't a lot that acknowledge that Star Wars is queer. Everybody in a galaxy far, far away is gay. Except Anakin, because we say so. 
Roop Helps Podrace can be found on your podcast player of choice and on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Roop Helps Podrace. May the force be with you and don't crook it up. <laughs>